0: On today's episode of the Breakaway Match Week Edition, Adam Moffitt, who called Wednesday night's tie against Oakland Roots. We talked to him about that match and the upcoming match against Orange County. A little bit, little bit of tactics about what Orange County did that first time against Sacramento and how the Republican beat it. And we talked some adjustments that Mark Briggs made at halftime uh, to better the attack, which worked out well, getting the wingbacks a little more involved. Uh, down the side, and uh, so very, very a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff to get to for today's episode of The Breakaway. Remember, Saturday night at home, 8 p.m., kickoff, Republic take on Orange County SC. If you haven't done so already, you can get tickets still, sacrepublicfc.com slash tickets. Also, if you're not going to go to the match, you can watch it on ESPN+, KQCA My58, or Estrella TV. If you haven't seen so, the Pride Collection is out. June is Pride Month and we have a whole collection to help celebrate with much more to come on this podcast and overall a lot more to come for Pride Month. But the collection is out now. Go to shop.sacrepublicfc.com to get so now. Today's episode is presented by Suncrest Bank. Our friends at Suncrest Bank not only believe that local matters, they prove it with their support of Sac Republic. When you think about all the struggles we've endured... Over the past year and a half, it's good to know the Suncrest Business Recovery Center has had the backs of the local business the entire time with PPP, SBA, and agribusiness loans. They're here for the long haul, ensuring our community not only survives, but thrives. Suncrest Bank is where the Central Valley turns for personal and business making needs. Visit any one of their seven locations or online at suncrestbank.com. You can also call them at 916 830 3560 and speak to a Suncrest business account representative today. That's 916 830 3560. Hey, and give me a sis. Tell them Connor Sutton sent you. Go Republic, go Suncrest Bank, the bank where local matters. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast.
1: The play, the crowd, can't
0: even believe it. Our Republic fans, joining me on the podcast, he called last night's draw against Oakland Roots, uh, color commentator, former Sac Republic player, Adam Moffitt. Adam, how are you, my friend?
1: I am well, Connor. Thank you for having me on.
0: I am uh, excited to talk to you about last night's match. It was a goal fest a little bit, um, a lot of up and down play throughout the match. Um, first half, obviously, Oakland, Uh, scores two consecutive goals after Sacramento scored their initial goal and had a 2-1 lead. But then Sacramento with the resiliency to bounce back, what did you see from last night's game? We'll get into the weeds a little bit, but what did you see that you liked from Sacramento last night?
1: They scored three goals. That was a lot of the emphasis was put on that as candy score. And I think everyone knew, oh, they they can defend. They're not going to give up any goals. But unfortunately, last night that wasn't the case, you know, giving up those three goals. But it was good to see a response. Both times, yeah, at halftime, coming out of the second half, and then giving up that goal, getting it the time goal, and then, again, building towards the end, and honestly thought that was going to be a win at the end, uh, penning him with a header, and, oh, inches away. Inches away from what would have been a, a fantastic uh, comeback. But it wasn't yeah. to be. So the, the positives, is definitely the attacking um, opportunities, and even the one we spoke about didn't go in the net. But there was definitely more positivity in that direction.
0: Yeah, and you could tell that they just—I mean, we—I talked about it uh, on Tuesday's podcast. But just being more dangerous, and you can tell that was something they—you know—really tried. They outshot Oakland uh, seventeen to eight, um, and even in the second half, really when they started to find their form a little bit and get consistent in the attack, it, it felt like at any point in time they could score goals. And they finally do get to one with Jordan. Um, the other with, I'm trying to remember, why can't I remember what the first goal was? Who, who scored? Adam, Formella. I missed it. Formella,
1: you missed that one.
0: No, Formella scored first. Who, who yes, scored the Formella second?
1: Formella first. Uh, the second one was Awasa. Awasa, um, that's, right, left, left. Left. that's right.
0: That's right, that's yeah. right. Oh my gosh. Oh, I guess it was a late night. Those 8 p.m. kickoffs, man. <laughs> By the time you go to bed, it's like 2 a.m. and then getting up yeah. for the Thursday. Oh, I know. Um but overall, I mean, I feel like the attack looked much better. And, and I think it's an encouraging sign, don't you think, going forward that, you know, two games in a row where they didn't score a goal, they scored three against Oakland. They got to be feeling a little bit better about the attack.
1: They'll definitely take positives from it. they the opportunities for it. And we didn't really know what to expect with the Roots. They've given up. That's now eight goals in three games. So they have some things they need to resolve defensively as well. But they were tough. And they were tough at the pack. I mean, Kamawasa was getting... He was getting beaten up pretty hard by the centre-backs. Yeah. But they started to find, okay, maybe it isn't playing the ball over the top here because there wasn't too much success. Obviously, they got the free kick from Ella's goal, came from that run in behind from Cam. But there wasn't too much in behind. It was mostly coming from those wider areas. And um, we saw all four guys who were in that position last night have a lot of success. So I think the team... Figured that out. They were trying to be a little bit more direct, playing at Cam's feet, but it wasn't sticking as much. So then, it's, oh wait a minute, we have all this space out wide, and a lot of the times we saw McQuarrie coming in at the back post when it was coming in from the left, and that's that's what this formation can give you. So that, that it's a, a really encouraging thing to see them kind of adapt within the formation, just sticking it, but just changing how they did it. Um, but the three goals is very much needed.
0: Well, I think the um, the adjustments, like you said, instead of trying to play it in over the top or through balls to Iwasa or Formella. And I did notice too, Formella seemed like he was getting a lot of attention from Oakland. Roots. Anytime the ball was at his feet, it felt like there was definitely one guy on him, but possibly even a couple times they would send two at him. And uh, it just seems like they want, didn't want the ball at his feet, felt like he was, you know, a key factor for them. And they they kind of sh- did that um, early on in the match. Did you notice that as well? You think that was part of their game plan?
1: I think so. He, he's a guy a little different from Awasa and from a, and Tucker Bone, who, you know, both hard workers and a little more direct in how they do things. Mela's th- that creative guy. And you, you saw early that he came to play. I think he was really frustrated from the previous match against Phoenix. You know, he, he didn't get much of the ball. He didn't get many opportunities came out of the game and he was he was unhappy. So his response was great last night. You saw him in Gloucester connect and Gloucester connecting early together and there was a few a few combinations they did. And it was there was one where for Melan Nutmeg the guys who was coming behind and I was like, oh that was that was real tricky. So that would have been part of the game plan is just don't allow him to get in those spaces because he loves to get start on that left. And he when he comes inside, that's when he can look for those guys who are supporting. So they did try to limit him, but there was a lot of times he was picking it up and he was sending the ball out wide, and he, he had a good game last night. It was really good to see the response from him, and it was a wonderfully taken free kick from him too.
0: And the wingbacks, I mean, you mentioned how important they were. Chris Gloster, who just came in for, what, a real short-term loan, basically when players are on international break, gets the start last night. I thought he was active defensively, but also, like you mentioned, connecting with Formella. Jordan McCrary was the same way. Obviously, got a huge goal to equalize, and then even off the bench, LaCroix, who got you know 15 or so minutes, and 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 Nabi. So, I mean, I think they had multiple different guys contribute at the wingback position. McCrary is going to get most of the credit, right? He had the assist and the and the goal um, to tie. But what did you like? What you saw from the, those positions and the fact that you know Sacramento's kind of got a little bit of depth at that spot, even with Gomez, you know, on international duty.
1: Shannon Gomez has been really strong to start the season, and has a great engine. So McCreary getting back from injury, who was arguably the best player last year for Sacramento. And what he does, last night we saw him obviously score a goal. He had a couple opportunities, setting up a few, some good crosses in the box. But I love his grit with Jordan. He kind of sets that tone. He doesn't back out of a challenge. Um, And that's something the rest of the team feeds off of. But touching upon the wingbacks, yeah, we had four guys who... Had a successful night. Duke Lequat came in and he kept going where Gloucester left off. Gloucester was getting tired. He hasn't played much in a long time. But you can see LeCroix came in and said, Okay, here's my opportunity. Driving forward. And a lot of a lot of those chances came from him and he got that assist on the McQuery goal. And then Nabi coming in as well, who is not naturally a center, uh, yeah. a, a right wing back. I assumed he was going to go center back. They were maybe going to shift something around, but he came in, coach, where do you want me to play? I'll play there. And he put a couple of fantastic crosses into the box. Yeah. That one Cam got on the end of. I mean, it was exactly where it needed to be, and it was a, a good save by the goalie. I think uh, – we,
0: we are we allowed to credit the Sac Public Academy with uh, with his ability to move around? I think we should.
1: I think we should. Maybe not. I don't know. But we'll, we'll just say it. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll give them it. But it was, uh, for him as well, that was his first professional game ever. So it's – right. I mean, we think, oh, he's coming from the MLS, but he's just been drafted not too long ago, and he's never played in a professional game. He's been around the first team. I remember when he was at Davis, and he'd come and train with us when I was still playing. Yeah. And just for him to get that uh, first game in his hometown is a really big thing. I I recall getting my debut. What was that now? Let's see. Oh no. Yeah, oh, no. On, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if
0: you should do this, Adam. You're gonna date yourself. Um,
1: that was eighteen years ago. About eighteen years ago. I think I was seventeen at the time. So um yeah, I remember it was just a just an amazing thing. You, something you've kind of worked towards your whole career or your your whole career. I say that as a seventeen year old. They're now they're right. a little older than that, twenty one, twenty two, but yeah, you've you've applied so much time, and then to finally get out there in an environment where fans are out there cheering for you, it's it, it's a great thing. And just seeing that last night, it kind of got took me back. Took me back a while when I had nice flowing hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't gonna make any jokes about that. Uh,
1: thank you, thank you. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. For for Naby, I wanted to ask you too. Like he doesn't. I mean, he he filled right into the wing back position. He he's not really built like a wing back, but stepped right in. Uh, played really well. I mean, I think you would probably say he looks like a center back. You just see him out there. He looks like a center back. But I was really impressed with some of his footwork. Obviously, his crosses were incredible. So excited Excited that he's on loan for the whole season for Sacramento. I think he's going to be a huge asset. And it's good to just to have an academy guy who came through the system back in Sacramento for many different reasons, you know, where he grew up and everything. So I'm really excited about that. I wanted to ask, and we had to talk about the defensively some of the issues last night because Sacramento's been so good all year defensively. Um, we have been talking about all right. How does how does the attack get better? Well, they make that adjustment. Do you think that possibly the fact because they were so attack heavy that it left them maybe a little vulnerable defensively a few times, and maybe because they just wanted to score goals so badly and get off get over that hump, um, it left them vulnerable.
1: That could that could be part of the reason. I think obviously with Hayden coming in, who hasn't played as much, and there there's just com- some communication things that seem, that seem like it it could be resolved rather easily just by talking. You saw a few times guys running into each other um, too tight to each other. I think it was on the first goal. Yeah, it was on the first goal. Um, There was, there was no one near Enriquez who was it scored the goal. And that is where it takes a lot of communication, maybe from the center back who was Casey there at the time telling Hayden to go or Hayden just to go and pick him up because it looked far too easily. And, it did start from kind of a transition, so they were forward, they lost it, and then just weren't ready. And that's, I think, something Mark Briggs has always spoke about: is just always be ready, always be organised. And it seemed like they weren't, mm-hmm. and you know that was given up. Uh, the second goal was a, a great strike yeah. by uh, Mumba. I'm just going to call him Mumba there. Uh, Mumba. I mean, he really did get hold of that. I'm no goalkeeper. Uh I don't know, Gomez may be disappointed at that one. He probably didn't see it too much, but he really, really, really caught that one. Well, I don't know if he's ever struck a ball as well as that one. And then the third one, it was it almost seemed like they got the goal and then they took the foot off the gas. And from nowhere, Oakland. I think almost every single goal from Oakland was kind of from nowhere, from out of nowhere. So that's what will be disappointed. It's you can't you can't just release it and like, oh, we scored. Oh, that's whoa no it's the expectation is you keep going you keep going yeah. what, what's getting you success is putting that pressure on or constantly going forward there's no need to just kind of drop back and i think that that's the mental part of it that the team kind of you know will still work towards and they'll learn from it you, you learn from experience it's yes they didn't win the game and they, they they know it's it was a three points that they could have easily won and so you take that and you head into the next game and you learn from these experiences. I've, I've, I've been through pretty much every experience as a player and there's sometimes usually the field, you're like, man, I could have done more there or we shouldn't have lost that game. We shouldn't have tied. We should have won. You learn. That's okay. Next time that's the fortune is you have 34 games to play. So.
0: Right. A lot, lot of season left. That's no doubt about that. And I wanted to double check and ask with you on this as well, because it seems like early on in the season, there most of the goals that have been given up have been like small communication, not necessarily last match, but we would take, take away the great strike, but a lot of communications. The other one was kind of an unlucky where Tomas saves it, and then it comes right to the striker who was making a run. Kind of unlucky there. But the, the first goal specifically, it seems like Sacramento – like if they were making these mistakes late in the season, like I think you should be worried. But the fact that it's early in the season and then, like they're still – there's still a lot of things. They're still getting better. They're still understanding one another. They're still communicating one another. I don't feel like it's it's too worrisome of of soccer. And they've been so good defensively, consistently. This match, again, maybe a couple hiccups, but I just feel like I defensively, I'm not worried like one bit. On even despite the fact they gave up three goals, um, I'm not worried. It, it, is that a reasonable thing to say?
1: The concern doesn't lie there. Um, last night. It, they're all preventable goals uh, they are even the third it was again probably communication it, it looked a little too easy for Kim War getting through there it's just unfortunate just the way it bounces up off Gomez but yes I don't think that is the concern I don't think when it's your own errors it's, the system's great the system's solid and it's proven that it's solid I mean Phoenix yeah. the best team in the league for the last few years and just all out attack had to adjust how they played you know when they played against sacramento republic because yeah. it's a very organized system and you don't get many opportunities so last night when it comes to individual errors you just that's out with the control that's on the players um so I, I don't think that there will be much worry with that if it happens again then there's clearly something that needs to be resolved but again it could have been just like you said earlier it could have been just really that focus on attack, but. Andrew Wheeler-Roman has been back there most of the games. Hayden comes in, hasn't played as much this year, and he's still young. He's he's still a young boy. He's still learning, and I think a lot of that just came from that side where he was at as well. So, yeah, that's part of the game.
0: Well, big match coming up Saturday. It's the third match in eight eight days, and then coming up the following Wednesday is four matches in 12 days. So just a crazy amount of matches here for Sacramento. Um, and Orange County, a team that Sacramento lost to one nil earlier, what about two weeks ago now? And I wanted to ask you this: I mean, do you think? And I, this is what's so fascinating to me about being early in the season. Do you think Mark Briggs knows right now who his best eleven are? Because it seems like it does. I mean, obviously the season, everything changes. You got injuries. You got international break. You got all these different pieces who that play a factor. Um, but it seems like certain guys step up certain games when they need to, and it doesn't feel like there's any. That we don't, there's no certain 11 that can go out and be the best. Maybe there's, you know, 15 guys who can come out and put in a good effort. But do you feel like the, there's a best 11 right now or no?
1: It's always tough to gauge it. And there could be a best 11 right now. That right. Maybe there is. But that, that that always changes within a year because you see, obviously you spoke about international duty injuries. But right now I, I don't feel like there is. And partly that is because some guys just haven't, you know stepped up and delivered when they've had to you know they haven't scored the goals it's like well, if you're not scoring goals then there's going to probably be changes um but what they do have is a small squad but there's an up depth in there that you can fill in you saw Jaime Villarreal come in last night last minute for fatai and did a good shift I don't think he was expecting to play as much as he did yeah Belmar's been playing Kamawasa comes in gets himself a goal um so it is it's kind of week to week and with so many games as well right now it is really going to test the depth of the squad and that's yep. why it's so good having gloucester in gloucester and Naby in right now because it, with a smaller squad and you have three guys away in international duty and people get hurt all the time it's it's a challenge it's a challenge in the next few weeks
0: i guess we got to talk about that because we don't have to get on it too much, but I I forgot about what happened because I was hearing it on the radio right before the matches. I'm sure you guys heard it as well with uh, Fatai being a late scratch. I think he's got that still that little lingering injury And Credit to Villarreal, who probably, like you said, wasn't expecting to to get the start. Quickly had to kind of gather himself and go. Uh, I was impressed with his play tonight, and I'm excited to see. It it does feel like the midfield has been really solid for Sacramento as well. Um, Whoever's been out there, uh, you know, Pennington didn't get the start tonight, um, but I think it was more just for rest, trying to get him to ready to go for Saturday. Comes in and, I mean, worked his tail off when he did come in. Almost got that the go-ahead goal at the death there. Um, but what what have your thoughts been on the midfield?
1: It's strong. It's a really strong unit. And speaking of Jordan Farrell before the Oakland game, that's what he touched upon is the guys in there. Alashi, uh, Luis Felipe there. They're tough to break down, those guys. And then you have Villarreal, who's proven he can do well in this league for the last few years. And then Pennington, who's a little more creative. I I still think we haven't fully seen what he can do because a little glimpse of it it last night and little glimpses in the other games, once he gets gone, I think he's a little different from the other two. He can't cover as much ground, but when he does have that ball at his feet, similar for Mela, he can be the guy who can create a lot of things. So... I think in the middle of the field, and then you talk about Andrew Wheeler-Romaneu as well, who got in there a little bit last night, and that's his natural position. He's been playing centre-back and done a really good job of it. Yeah, He's another guy who can fill in, and he's a, he's a, he's a workhorse as well. And I, I, I don't think that's an area of concern for the team. You know, I, I think that's, if anything, one of the stronger midfield units in, in the league with the guys they have there. Saturday
0: Republic takes on Orange County rematch the one nil loss uh, that Sacramento faced uh, what was that a couple weeks ago um, and now an opportunity to get revenge and a big match again third third game in in eight days um, if you had to say one thing to like Sacramento needs to focus in on on this Orange County match not even to worry about the opponent of Orange County but just what Sacramento can do what would you say that is
1: keep up the offensive stuff I think I think the uh attack just build upon the three goals. They'll get opportunities. And the last game the issue was the possession was good against Orange County. They had plenty of the ball, but what Mark Briggs wanted to see was just put more crosses in, uh, make more runs in behind, just be a little bit more direct. And that's something we, we saw against Phoenix as well. They they came out and did it and Phoenix backline had a great, great day there. But just keep that up. Keep that up. We again the concern isn't defensively, but I know how frustrating it is for a defender when you give up one goal and you lose the game, right, because your team's not scoring. So maybe they give up one goal, but this team's more than capable to score two, three goals. So I think just continuing to find ways. Like last night, it wasn't happening through the strikers, so then get it out wide, and that's where the chances Maybe this game. It might not happen out wide. Maybe it's through, through the strikers, through and behind. So just being able to adapt, that was encouraging.
0: And last match to Orange County, um, they kind of switched up their their game plan a little bit from how they'd been playing all year long. They played much deeper with their midfield um, and something they hadn't done. And kind of, it seemed like early on, it almost, they didn't park the bus, but it kind of felt like it at times. Uh, really, we're trying to stop Sacramento from scoring in any sort of way. I'm curious to see what Mark Briggs and... and uh and the coaching staff has in store and try and break that down. If in fact, Orange County does go back to that. But when you see a team do something like that, what would, what is the best way to attack that?
1: It can be tough. It can be tough to break them down, but you just be patient, you know, and just wait for the right opportunities. They, they will come up, uh, whether it be set pieces, some, something will happen, but sometimes when that happens, yeah, you think oh there's no way through and maybe you you overcommit. And those teams just look the pants, you know, when you do win it, that transition. So being patient, being organized at the back with the ball, without the ball. It it can be real frustrating. But that's that's credit to Sacramento Republic. Orange County knows what they're capable of doing. And sometimes the best way is just bunker in, just send everyone in there and seeing how the players adapt to that and the coach and stuff.
0: Well, Adam, I, I'm excited for, for Saturday's match. I'm sure, I'm sure you are as well. Uh, and, uh, you get to watch this one as a fan,
1: right? I get to watch this one as a fan. Yes, I do. I do.
0: It's going to be a big one. Uh, Sacramento trying to get back on in the win column after a couple tough games. I feel like they are still in a good spot here. Still a lot of time left in the season. Still so early. That's what, you know, keep, you always got to remind yourself. You I mean, two losses in a draw in a long season is nothing. So that's what the, the mindset that Sacramento I'm sure has. And I think they'll have a lot of confidence and a little vengeance on the mind coming in Saturday. So it should be a lot of fun. Adam, thank you so much for doing this man. And uh, are you going to be at the match Saturday? Or are you gonna be watching from home.
1: You know what? I'm decided yet. Yeah. I'm decided. Um, I have the choice. I can go That's right. late night last night though. So, I mean, I, Get home late, and then I hear the kids up at six. And I'm like, Oh, oh man, there's my coffee. So that would be similar on uh, Saturday night as well. I yeah. get home roughly the same time, and they, they'll be up early. So we'll see it. That might be at home for this one.
0: There you go. All right, Adam. Or maybe Hoffa, thank or you maybe
1: so. I'll need a break by then, and I'll want to get out the house. There you go. That's <laughs> we'll exactly
0: right. That's exactly right. All right, Adam, thank you so much, my friend. And uh we'll see you Saturday if you need that break. Awesome, Connor. Our thanks to Adam Moffitt. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're coming to the match tomorrow night, I hope you have a great time at Hard Health Park. I know I will. It's going to be a lot of fun. It should be beautiful weather. And if not, you can watch the match on KQCA, My58, ESPN Plus, or Australia TV. We thank you for the support of this podcast. And as always, Go Republic.